We are on Kuf Zayin Amr Aleph, the beginning of a new chapter, of a new parak uh, that discusses the laws of Mion. The last chapter discussed the laws of Chalitza. And so now we're moving on to the laws of Mion. Mion has nothing to do with Yibam or Chalitza, other than that, potentially the following. Um, we find that by Mion, it requires a court. Uh, we'll see exactly who requires a court and what type of court is required. Uh, to do mean in front of, but uh, the Mishnah does say elsewhere that we require three judges, and uh, Rashi explains that it's based on a biblical, uh, other biblical law, which also requires three judges. Some say it's referring to divorce, getting divorced. That has to be in front of three, but others say that no, it has to do with chalitza. The chalitza has to be um, in front of three, and so perhaps that is the connection and why it's brought here. This really has nothing to do with Yibam or Chalitza. We will explain what it is in a minute. Uh, another connection to Chalitza is that it's, uh, it's, it's speaking parts. It's speaking parts and uh, on the woman, whether it's the sister-in-law or by me and it's the wife, uh, speaking parts. And it's also about getting rid of a certain connection. Uh, this is a marriage, rabbinic marriage, but uh, there, and by Chalitza, it's a biblical zika. Uh, potentially, that there's some sort of connection there that you are getting rid of. So what is Mion? On a biblical level, we say that a, a father has the right to marry off his daughter. If his daughter is under the age of 12, she's a minor, the father has the right to marry her off. And in fact, that was uh, culturally the norm um, historically, uh, obviously not anymore. Uh, and today, the postkim, the halakhic authorities say that it would be uh, wicked, it would be ricious uh, to do such a thing today. But at a certain point in time, it was culturally normal, and not just normal, but the way in which she would get married was through her father. Um, and the, the Torah says that it would be viewed as a biblical marriage. What we're discussing now is not a biblical marriage. What happens if the father passes away? If the father passes away, so now her prospects of getting married decrease. She doesn't have somebody in charge to oversee the process. And so therefore, as a result of that, we want to make sure that uh, she's able to get married. And so we say that if the mother or if one of the brothers marry her off, uh, under again, this is all under the age of 12, so then it is a rabbinic marriage, and she has the ability to back out of that marriage. And that's called Mia. Mia is the ability to back out of that marriage. She says that she's no longer interested. In fact, if she was never interested... So then it wouldn't uh, take place either. Uh, but if she says she's no longer interested, so then she backs out of the marriage. And actually, it's not just backing out of the marriage, but retroactively, it's viewed as though they were never married. The marriage is annulled. It's annulled and void. It's like they were never never married to the point where we say that uh, in a normal situation, you can marry one of her, uh, it's not even an ex-husband, but the one that she supposedly was married to, one of her his relatives, whether it's, her father-in-law or her brother-in-law, in a regular situation, she could she would be allowed to uh, marry them because it's not viewed as though they were married. Uh, they were married, even though they did have bia, they did have sexual relations, but anytime that sexual relations is outside the context of marriage, you're allowed to marry, you're still allowed to get married to one of their relatives. That was discussed earlier in the tractate. Okay, so that is the concept of Mian. That is a brief discussion, uh, introduction to Mian. And so now we have this entire parak, this entire chapter that will discuss the various laws of Mion. So the Mishnah, the first Mishnah, opens up with 
um, a, exp- a different disputes between Beishamai and Beishelel, the house of Shammai and the house of Hillel, with regards to Mion. We'll have four or five different arguments. Beishamai omrim eman and elarusas. Beishamai says that it's only when they are halachically engaged. We've had this in the past many times. There's a halachic engagement and there's a halachic marriage. The main difference between the two is that when you're married, you are under the same roof. When you are engaged, you are not under the same roof. And so when you are engaged, the way you get engaged, that's a formal uh, action of either having sexual relations or a marriage contract or by giving a ring uh, or the equivalent, uh, some monetary value. Uh, That's an engagement. Marriage is the chuppah, being under one roof, uh, yichud, uh, being secluded, um, the, essentially being a, what the chuppah represents, which is that you are now living together. So Be'i Shammai says, she only has the ability to do mi'an if they are only engaged. Once they're married, so then you cannot do mi'an. Now it is interesting to note that many of the commentators say that Be'i Shammai is only talking about an ideal situation, as we will see in the Gemara later on. We're only talking about an, an ideal situation if it is uh, not ideal, if, if they did it already and she did mi'an while they were married, so then it would, in fact, work. It's just that um, if it bays in the court who's in charge of it would only do it if she's not married, she's only engaged. Beis Hill argues and says, no, Arus is Venezuelos. It applies to both if you are halakhically engaged and halakhically married. Again, today, we do both uh, within a span of a few minutes of each other. We do everything on the wedding day. It used to be that there would be a year apart, but uh, today we do everything all at the same time. The Gemara will explain what exactly are they arguing about. But the Gemara considers, the Mishnah continues, Beishamai says that she can only do me to her husband and not to her brother-in-law. We'll explain what that means also. Beishel says that no, it applies both to her husband and to her brother-in-law. Beishamai says that you, she would have to do me in front of her husband. Beishel says no, it could be done in front of him or not in front of him. Beishamai says it has to be done in court. And Beishel says, no, it can be done in court or outside of court. And on that note, explains some of the commentators, the Mishnah continues off with its last statement. Beishel says that... Um, uh, is because, uh, this is how some of the commentators explain it, because it was done outside of court, it's fine if she does mion uh, and basically uproots the marriage entirely and then again gets married and then uproots the marriage entirely and gets married and uproots the marriage entirely. That is not a problem. Because Shammai says, no, what are you talking about? You're going to be doing this in court. It's going to look like a joke. You go to court to uproot the marriage and then you get married again. Uproot the marriage, get married again. Uproot the marriage. It looks like a joke. You can't do that. You can only do it once. Then you get older then get married after you... Uh, she reaches above the age of 12. And so these are the different disputes between Beishamah and Beishelah. Again, whether you could do Mio when they're married, whether you could do it to the Yavam, to the brother-in-law in a situation of Yibam, whether it has to be done in front of him, whether it has to be done in front of court. These are all the different disputes between Beishamah and Beishelah. So let's start with the Gemara. For today's Gemara, we will discuss essentially the first dispute. The first dispute is... Is it only while they're engaged or also while they are married? If they're, if they're married, again, all of this is on a rabbinic level. They're only married and engaged on a rabbinic level. But if they do get married on a rabbinic level, does she have the right and ability to back out? So we will give four different reasons as to, for Beishamai to say why she cannot back out of the marriage um, while she's married. She can only do it while she's halachically engaged. So reason number one, Amar Yudom my time is Beishamai. 
The reason is, is that people are going to think that once she's married, she's backing out of the marriage. Why is she backing out of the marriage? It's not because of Mion. It's not because she's a minor and has this ability to, but it's because people are going to think that you can make conditions on a marriage, and if those conditions are not fulfilled, so then the marriage is null and void. That's what people will think, but it's not really true. You are not allowed to make a condition on the actual marriage. You could make a condition on the engagement. That's allowed, but with regards to the actual marriage, once the marriage is done, it's done. You cannot make a condition on a marriage. It just happens automatically. Once they're living under the same roof, they are married. Um, and so their intention was to get married, and so therefore you cannot be uh, under any conditions. But people might get confused. So the says, I understand. What happens if they only had the chuppah, but they never had sexual relations? So then, um, what's the concern there? The Gemara also says there, Same concern. You also cannot put a condition on the chuppah itself. Forget about sexual relations. Even before, the, before Bia, before having sexual relations, the chuppah alone... You cannot make it under certain conditions. And people will get confused. What about a different type of getting fully married? What happens if it's a case where they send messengers to the husband? They send her to... She gets married through messengers. Um, so what are you going to tell me in that case? In that case, perhaps you could have conditions. So where it says low plug Rabbanon. At the end of the day, it's what we refer to as a low plug which means that on a rabbinic level, we say that uh, all cases are going to be the same. We're not going to differentiate between cases because we're afraid people are going to get confused. We don't want people to get confused. And so therefore, uh, it applies across the board, even though the reason might not apply in all cases of marriage, but because it applies in a significant number of them, we make the rule across the board. Anytime she's married, she cannot do mian. What about Basil? What does Basil hold? Why does he hold that you could do mian? Hillel says that no, people know she's a minor. She's under the age of 12. People know that the way she's backing out of the marriage is because she has the ability to do so. She has something called Mion. It's a rabbinic marriage because she's getting married under the age of 12 uh, through, her, through her mother or brother. Um, and so therefore people know that, it's her, that she has the ability to back out. We're not concerned. And that's answer number one. Reason number two for Beis Shammai. Rabbi Yosef Damri Tarvayu, Taima to Beis Shammai, Lefishi Ein Adam Osa Bilas Bilas Nos. The concern is that if she's able to back out of the marriage, then nobody's going to end up marrying her because nobody wants to get married to her. She uproots the entire marriage retroactively, and it's like they had sexual relations outside the context of marriage. Nobody wants that, and nobody's going to marry her. And the whole reason why we instituted this to begin with was for her to get married. So it doesn't make any sense, says Beis Shammai. The Gemara goes through the whole same thing again. What happens with different types of marriages? What happens if they never had sexual relations, but they were officially married because there was a chuppah? So there is no such concern. So the Gemara explains, no. The Gemara explains, uh, sorry, the Gemara explains, no, he's not going to want to have a chuppah, even just the chuppah alone. He's not going to have a chuppah where it, 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 it could potentially lead to uh, Isser will lead to some sort of prohibition. He's not going to want to enter into, into that either. What about What about this other type of marriage where they don't even see each other? Very romantic. They don't see each other. And she just gets sent to the messengers of the husband, which would work. Uh, so there, low plug Rabbanon. In that case, we give the same answer that we gave before. It's a low plug. We didn't differentiate. And we said that in all cases, uh, anytime that they're married... According to Beis Shammai, you cannot do Mion. What does Beis Hillel hold? Again, the same question that we had on the first answer. 
No, Basil says, Kim and the Kedusha Miksuba lost in the mirror to be lost of Bilasness. No, we're not concerned. It's true. She has the right to retroactively, retroactively uproot this marriage. But it's clearly in the context of an engagement, halachic engagement, albeit on a rabbinic level. And Iksuba, there's also Iksuba. So it's clear within the context that this is not viewed as as uh, sexual relations of znus, of just uh, um, inappropriate sexual relations. No, this was within a certain context, and people will understand that. And so therefore, people will marry her. People will marry her, and Basil is not concerned for this. That was explanation number two. Now, explanation number three Beishamai says that if we uh, allow them to get married, once they're married, he has rights to her fields. He has rights to her fields. We're concerned that because he's going to say, you know what, she could uproot this marriage at any point in time, I'm going to make the most use of it. I'm going to consume it. I'm not going to care for it. Because I have this worry on my head all the time that maybe she's going to back out of it. It's totally on her, so I'm going to just totally just use it as if it's completely mine and without any care and concern and uh, about the future because she'll back out of it. That's the concern. So we say, you know what? She can't back out of it. We don't want that to happen, so she can't back out of it. Beishelel says, no, just the opposite. <laughs> He's going to think if I do this, Everyone's going to give her advice. Her relatives are going to give her advice to say, back out. But what is this guy doing? This guy is taking, he, it's true, he has rights to this, but he's using it all up. He's not taking care of it. Go back out, back out. And he's not going to want that. He doesn't want her to back out of this marriage. And so therefore, he's going to take care of his of her fields, even though he knows that she has, at any point in time, has a right to back out. That was answer number three. Answer number four. Rav Amar, Haine, Taim, Debe, Shammai, B'Shain, Adam, Tarech, Vesudah, Mavsidah. Beishamai says, because she has the ability to back out at any point in time, people aren't going to want to marry her. Why? Because people aren't interested in making such a huge wedding. They'll make a huge wedding, and then what's going to happen? A short time later, she's going to back out of the whole thing. And retroactively, it's not even viewed as though they're married. So nobody's going to want to do that. Nobody's going to want to marry her. So forget it. She can't do miyun after they get married. Beishel says, no. Not true. People will still marry her. People would want to have that shame, would ha- want to have that recognition of being somebody who was married. Even though halakhically, retroactively, it's viewed as though they're not really married. But in the end of the day, they have that name out there that they were married. People would prefer that, even if she'll back out of it. And even it's like a quote unquote waste of a party. But still, people would want that. Uh, that name going out there that they are married, and so therefore we're not concerned that people won't marry her just because she could back out of the marriage retroactively. It's not not a concern, and so therefore uh, it is in fact uh, it is in fact allowed to be done according to base Hillel. So again, we have these four different reasons uh, to explain this dispute. What is the argument between Beishamah and Beishel? Beishamah says she cannot do miyun after marriage only while she's engaged. Beishel says no, even when they are married. So again. One concern is that people will think all of a sudden you can make conditions to the marriage. Basil is not concerned for that. Uh, another concern is that people aren't going to want to marry her because then it, it turns their sexual relations into outside the context of marriage. Basil says, no, people will realize it's all within the context of marriage. Uh, a third reason is uh, because there's a concern that maybe the husband will just use everything up that he, that he gets from her uh, without any... Uh, any care or concern about the future because he knows that she'll back out of it. 
or she has the potential to back out of it. Basil says, no, just the opposite. Uh, he'll be very concerned to t- treat her right and treat her possessions in, in a proper way because she can back out at any point in time. And finally, the fourth reason is that uh, we're concerned that people won't want to marry her because they'll make a whole big party. She'll back out of it the next day or, or a short time later. That's the position of Bishama. So Bishama says, you know what? You can't back out of it. Bishama says, no, people, even so, people want to get married. People want to have that name that they were married. So these are all four different reasons with regards to that first dispute between Beishamai and Beis Hillel.